0: Greetings, everyone. It is your favorite voice, Ruben. I'm back to share the second segment with you about what I hope you will find to be an interesting life because Lord knows it had its challenges for me. Before, I mentioned a lot about how much education we all received from my mother down to the youngest well, let me share a little with you about the journey. There wasn't a lot to tell in elementary and middle school. That was just a lot of pre-puberty stuff, if you know what I mean. But once I started getting pimples and the testosterone was reminding me every morning. <laughs> that's when things started to become interesting. I always did well in high school. I mentioned before in the first segment about get graduating at 15. It seems we always want what appears to be the unreachable fruit. Well, I always selected certain girls who looked so good. And it so happens they didn't want me. I was the original nerdy type. But I found it interesting the one time or well, not one, several times. Different girls seem to have been interested in me, and I'm wondering, hey, all right, what did I do? We're sitting at the at the table, sharing lunch together, and I find out they have a hidden motive. They wanted me to help with their schoolwork, and I'm thinking, hey, I can spend time with you. Come on, let's get it on. I found those relationships lasted as long as it took for me to get their homework done. What an illusion. But it was part of high school. And when I graduated at 15, my mother knew that I was an attitude issue. And something had to be done to protect me from myself. I didn't see it. And many of you may be around that age or just beyond it. And you know how you feel like you know everything. Well, I was a personification of that and more. And that's why she took me down to Horton Scrimmhorn and set me up and enlisted me in the United States Marine Corps. And the next segment of my life began at a place called Paris Island in South Carolina. When you go there, they have a thing called Forming. And they wait for enough troops to come in to form a platoon. Once you have enough to meet that criteria, then they do the haircut. You know what that's like. And they issue all these clothes that are too big for you. And you give you the sea bags and then they tell you to fall outside. And, you know, it's the strangest thing. Every drill instructor I had, they were like, listen carefully to how I phrase this, because this is what it was. They were big, old, tobacco-chewing Bubba dudes. I swear, they must have been hand-picked from the South. And they loved to jump on Yankees. And a black Yankee? I I got it left and right. But anyway, that comes later. We're lined up. Everything's been done. They say, okay, let's go. And they're hustling us across the base to our barracks. And none of us were really in shape for that. And by the time we get about a like half a mile across, they said, "All right, fall out." Two men in front of each rack, a bunk, and and it was on the third floor. And I get upstairs, and I'm thinking, "Oh my God, I'm worn out. What are they trying to do to us?" Remember, I'm still that old smart kid. Here's this little Caucasian boy next to me. And his face is all red and flush. And I like he's about to fall out. And I'm thinking to myself, you ain't lying, boy. This is crazy. And the drill instructor said, okay, girls, get those sea bags up over your head. And I remember thinking, is he crazy? As tired as I am? And it so happened, the direction he was coming from, he reached the little white boy next to me first. He said, You maggot, didn't I tell you to get that seat uh, seat bag over your head? And he went, bam. I went, oh, you know what? (laughs) I found strength I never knew I had because that bag went straight over my head. And it was at that moment my transformation had begun. I realized these guys didn't play behind closed doors. And they had to tear down everything we were and rebuild us. That was my beginning of Paris Island and going through sand fleas. God, they would eat you up and you couldn't touch them. They were the best fed sand fleas on the face of the earth. And you can hear guys standing in formation because you couldn't move. And the bugs are blowing around your ears and you guys are going. because that's all you could move. It was awful. And it was so blistering hot. But you know I found my way I learned how to be part of a team I found out It wasn't all about me It was about each squad And then it was about each platoon We won together or we lost together I didn't know What that meant Until I joined the Marine Corps Now here's an interesting example of something i don't know if it'll make sense to some of you but boy i never forgot it you go to the rifle range and you we have to shoot from 200 300 and 500 yards out i had never touched a weapon in my life at the time we had an m14 well i remember we went through one week of something called snapping in other military guys know what i mean It's getting your body in shape for the sitting position, kneeling position, and the prone position and offhand. Offhand is when you stand up and shoot. And that's the most difficult one because you got to have a steady hand, wind blowing, who knows. You go through a week of getting your body ready for that. And then you go through the second week to qualify. They show you how to shoot. You look through a little circle back near where you hold the stock. And you look through that circle to see the blades at the end of the muzzle. That's called a sight picture. I went through a whole week and a half of that and couldn't understand why I'm not not shooting well. Because once I saw the blades at the end, I just shot. I didn't take time to realize the blade was supposed to sit in perfect symmetry with the target. Guess what? The day before we qualified, after being here for almost two four weeks, and I'm saying, why are we going outside to snap in? We've been doing this. That's when it hit me, what I was doing wrong. I would never have thought there was any purpose in doing it after so many repetitions. And do you know? On qualification day, the next day, I shot five. You could only get 50 points maximum. I shot 49 in the 500-yard stream. I shot 49 in the 300-yard rapid. Shot 45 in the 300-yard kneeling. I shot a perfect 50 in the 200-yard stream. I shot expert because that one thing I didn't think I needed to learn. I learned the last day. So when you get to where you think, I can't learn anything more. Don't lie to yourself. Something may happen. You might find you'll see that sight picture that you had been missing the whole time. I know that was a little drawn out, but I wanted you to understand I was I thought I knew it all, even then, but I didn't. And I learned it on that last day, and I never forgot that lesson. All these years, I still remember. Someone asked me, after doing so well academically, and all the scholar incentives and accolades, what would I consider to be one of the crowning moments of my life in my younger years? I said, that's easy. When they said pass and review at graduation at Paris Island, I was a United States Marine. In spite of how I look now, I was 192. I had a 28 inch waist and more attitudes than you can measure. And there was nothing more dangerous than a Marine with a rifle. And they always said, when you go home, you live in New York, you Yankees, don't sit down on that subway. You stand up. You let them see. You stand. Do not bend the creases in your pants. All the things they taught us about how to live as Marines. And that day I passed in review began the next segment of my life was life in the Marine Corps. I went through my training. In Oceanside, California. I didn't know what I was training for. Until one day I received some orders. That said I was to go to Okinawa. That's like a suburb of Japan in a manner of speaking. And I'm thinking, okay, why am I going there? That was a precursor to Vietnam. Vietnam. And I didn't even see it. I didn't know I was going to Vietnam till I arrived in Okinawa, and they changed my orders that very day I arrived. Now we're in Da Nang, and I'm wondering what am I doing here? Did my mother know I was going to war?